driving directions on your phone? Oh no! That's not fun! Navigate hands-free with Apple CarPlay. Everybody, welcome back to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sibergandio. This is season six, episode seven. A little bit of a delayed episode seven, as he gives me the little hand signals. Uh, this podcast is for Tuesday, the 24th of August. Glad that you're with us. At some point during this podcast, we'll tell you when the next one's planned. I would be remiss to not recognize our sponsor. Our sponsor is Pioneer Car Electronics. You know, Pioneer is the global leader in car electronics, and they are proud supporters of automotive enthusiast events everywhere. Could they be the sponsor of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion for this year? We're still waiting. No matter what you drive, Pioneer has the gear to upgrade your ride so that it sounds better, and it allows you to connect to the latest technology like Bluetooth, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, and new for 2021, actually not so new, it's been a year, Amazon Alexa. Remember, Jake Moe, don't break up with your car, upgrade it. You've got those Pioneer speakers. To learn more about Pioneer's line of car audio components, check them out online on pioneercarelectronics.com. I also want to give a big shout out to our, well, they're the one-stop shop for all things mini bike parts related. It's Studs Racing. Check them out at studsracing.com. A big shout out to my man, Eric, and all my boys back there in Detroit. I was hoping to catch up with you guys uh, this past weekend when Roadkill was in town. Uh, but, oh, we got a dog in the background. Hey, even the dogs are watching. See? Uh, so if you have a dog, get your dog alongside us, and uh, we're going to have a great show in store for you tonight. Yes, that's right. Uh we're, we're going to have on a Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Famer, Jake Moe from Moe Fabco is going to be joining us first up. Jake, is uh, he's got those uh, gears in motion, and he's uh, opening up his own shop, and he is uh, offering his own line of custom parts, and we'll be giving away a Jake Moe custom exhaust right here tonight on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast for Whoever sends in the wittiest comment or question that we may want to address, uh, look at that, huh? See? So if you have been a, um, a horsepower monger and you're looking to uh, find ways to hop up your bike, you're going to want to check out not only that exhaust, but uh, some of the other ideas and parts that Jake's got brewing up there in MoFab Co. So uh, we'll have Jake on board and then also a new face, but maybe not a new name to many. Uh, Long Beach Sprocket David is uh, going to be joining us. 
Uh, Sprocket uh, will have um, the inside skinny on some of the underground rides that have been uh, causing quite a stir, uh, getting a lot of attention, uh, providing a lot of fun, and as well as uh, promoting and sharing our hobby with many folks. And uh, most recently, Sprocket um, is going to talk a little bit about the recent ride up with those rigid mini bikes that rolled up from SoCal all the way up through PCH up to Neptune's net. And uh, there's some videos that I had posted because Linda and I were uh, camping out on PCH that same day and had the cameras ready for them. But I can only imagine the reaction that, um, I don't know if there was 50 or 60 or 100 of these mini bikes. These are full start mini bikes, okay? Um, not dirt bikes, not, not, not mini motos, not scooters. Okay. Just rip and go mini bikes. And those guys tore up PCH. And I can only imagine the stories that, uh, Sprocket's going to share about the reactions from everybody from the police to the big local bikers up there in Neptune net when all those mini bikes got up there. So, uh, we'll find out a little bit more about Sprocket and what makes him go. Uh, a little bit later on in the podcast. And I also want to give a shout out to uh, my man, uh, Day Day, for uh, hooking me up with uh, David. So that's cool. Uh, and while we're at it, we'll give a shout out to Daryl Smith. Daryl Smith is uh, one of the newest members joining uh, my man Bing Flores in into the uh, 2021 Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Hall of Fame. Uh, year before, uh, Jake Moe, as well as Rafa from GTS, were inducted into the Hall of Fame. And that was unfortunately during our COVID run. So we're going to find a way to celebrate things uh, and recognize all four of those guys. And we're going to have a good time tonight. So don't forget, go ahead, send in those questions, send in those comments. We'll be looking at them. Also want to say that, uh, you know, I don't dig the zoom thing. It's just, um, unfortunately it's a different vibe, right? You can only imagine the difference uh, that was uh, electric when we did this in my garage. And, you know, I would have, Jake Moe not on a camera in front of me or E on a camera in front of me, but they'd be right alongside me. You know, we could, um, we could high five, we could laugh, we could share a beer, um, had evil Ed joining us, you know, Linda would make something for us to eat. And it was, um, it was, it was nice, man. It was like a night out. This is a little different. You know, th this one's a little bit tough because it's, um, you know, we're behind the camera and there's, um, there's a little less, um, uh, intimate, so to speak, you know, so I'm, uh, I'm weaning off of these. That's why I haven't done a lot of them recently, not to mention the fact that Emmanuel has been very, very busy, not only dealing with some of his new business ventures, but uh, his life, right. Which is really all that, that fucking matters anyways. So uh, no excuses for the delay in the podcast. I just, we really weren't into them. And uh, as I've told you before, this podcast is uh, really spirited to promote the Joe's mini bike reunion event. And I have um, been struggling because despite our outreach and our constant um, uh, attempts at contacting the LA County parks and reservation department, uh, it's a little wacky out here still, you know, they've got masks back on and, you know, vaccination cards being required in certain instances. And, you know, we're not the size of the uh, Coliseum, right? You don't have to worry about 17,000 people quite showing up for Joe's mini bike reunion. So we don't have to comply necessarily with some of those uh, constraints. There's the cops coming. Uh, but we, we, we have not had any success with those guys saying, hey, you can have the event. So uh, now it's less than 60 days out. And it becomes one of those things where uh, 
I can't let their decision decide. I've got to decide on my own uh, as a person, as a promoter, as I don't know, normal one of you guys, you know, it's just tough to hustle up and get everything going in 60 days and then expect to just, you know, shit out a date and you guys change everything so that you can come to a one day show. So uh, as much as I hate to say it, uh, it does appear that, um, you know, when things seem obvious, you just got to call them out good or bad. And I don't like the looks of things for this year. So uh, the Joe's mini bike reunion questions, and I get them constantly. Uh, it almost got to a point where I stopped going places, really um, places where I knew my mini bike guys were going to be, because I know that that's going to be a pretty typical, almost uh, honest question. And I'm just tired of answering it because I had nothing good to say. You know, the answer should be yes. And here's the date. And I can't wait to see you. And by the way, we're doing this and we're giving that away. None of that stuff I'm able to do. And I'm, it, it, it's irking me. So uh, that combined with this uh, style of podcast, uh, I've been um, I've been confident working with E, and he seems to think that we may have access to a studio. And uh, if that's the case, we'll be rocking the podcast from the studio. And regardless of if I have the mini bike event in October or not, we still need to get back on a little bit more of an aggressive uh, schedule for JMBR podcast. I've got. Uh, um, a lot more uh, interest that I think uh, uh, you guys would enjoy hearing about. And that's the plan. So I like that for a bunch of rambling, right? Uh, more cops continue to come. I wonder if it's from that gas leak I have here at the house, but I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope that your summer is going along. Well, uh, it's almost over, right? Kids are back to school. Um, the weather has been really hot out here. Uh, hopefully that's resulted in some of you guys still out there riding. Uh, most recently there was a, a six scooters hosted an event it was called the Swerve and Curve. And uh, for all my Honda Grom lifestyle friends, uh, many of you were out there having a good time uh, rolling with your Honda Groms and your ruckuses and all kinds of mini motos and scooters, particularly on this ride. So that was cool. Um, I was out Friday night and uh, Ernesto and Eric hosted a, a night ride. We had about 50 guys and we did the typical uh, LA ride with the twist. And it was great. We rode through uh, Griffith Park, uh, Lake Hollywood. We were underneath the Hollywood sign. We took a ton of twisties. We ended up uh, going through uh, Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard. And uh, LA is a unique place, good, bad, or indifferent, particularly at night. And for those of you who may be into scooters, I've talked to a few of you before. Uh, Joe Petralia uh, threatened to join us some night. Uh, a couple other folks may want to uh, check us out, but that's, a, that's still a great time. Uh, thanks to all the folks at Honda Ground Lifestyle and Bing for putting that together. Uh, typically, it rolls out on Friday nights, but due to the popularity, uh, they've now opened it up to a Saturday night ride. So those of you who can't quite make the Friday night ride because of work or whatever, you now have a Saturday night ride. I think it's going to be an earlier uh, takeoff. Kickstands up around seven, unlike um, typically what it is. Kickstands up at nine on Friday. So if you're uh, interested in riding, uh, check that out. More information on Honda Ground Lifestyle Instagram page. Uh, there's also an upcoming annual ride to Big Bear. And if you uh, if you really want to find out what it's like to ride a mini moto, uh, ride from SoCal to Big Bear and back. It's happening on September the 4th. Kickstand's up at 9 a.m. They're meeting at Burt's Mega Mall at 8.30 a.m. It's Saturday, September the 4th. Uh, what else? I think there's a small block tournament that's happening that uh, we can find out a little bit more about with um, when we talk to Sprocket. And I think things were heating up where um, our first guest uh, hails from the AV. I saw some posts from Arleo. It's Arleo, not Arleo. Okay. 
Uh, and uh, let's find out what's happening up there uh, where it's really hot up in the AV and bring on our first guest. As I mentioned earlier, he's a Hall of Famer. His products speak for themselves. When I asked um, Sprocket how he knew Jake Moe, he says, I know of him from his products. And I said, yeah, goddamn right you do. Jake Moe, welcome to the podcast. How are you, man? Hey, what's up, Joe? Glad to be here. How you doing? We're doing good. Just uh, trying to serve up a little bit of uh, what's been going around here. You know, it's one of those things where we, we haven't been in touch of late for some of the reasons I mentioned. And when I decided that we were going to roll back up, uh, I knew that you were up to uh, a lot of good things as usual. And I was hoping you could maybe bring folks up to speed on your new shop and some of those custom cool parts. Uh, and I want to thank you for um, the gracious uh, opportunity to give away one of those Predator straight pipes that you're building. And, you know, I'm sure that a lot of the folks are interested in winning one of those. So um, what's happening? What's the, what's the lowdown on the new place? What's, what's going on in the mind of Jake Moe? Uh, the new place is cool. Uh, first off, Joe, I want to just thank you for, uh, you know, we know you owe us, you know, how much you uh, um, do for the community of mini bikes. And with the show, I know you're probably pretty bummed out about it. Um, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows your part in the, the scene and uh, we all appreciate you know, everything you do for the scene. So I just want thank to thank you because I know how hard you work to, you know, make the show happen every year. And it's gotta be, gotta be a bummer for you to not be able to go through with it two years in a row. It is. Uh, and for the people that help out too, Jake, you know, like uh, Linda and uh, Dave and Nicole and Jerry yeah. and Gail, all those folks that you guys see Mikey up at the front, AJ, all these guys, they're ready to go. No one's talking about shots or masks. They're like, when is it? When is it? And, um, <laughs> Uh, look, I, I know you guys love it, and um, I, I I can tell you that hey, when we do come back, <laughs> God, I, you know, I always said I I wanted to fill that park up with mini bikes before I I died, and I got to tell you, after what will be two years of not having it, when we are able to have that event, we're going to fill that damn park. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what's going on with uh, with you, Jake? Talk a little bit about the new place and uh, what folks, uh, what kind of services and opportunities that you may have for them there. Yeah, the new place is cool. Um, it just kind of moved everything from my garage. You know, now I have a place where I can, you know, make noise and put all the tools. My neighbors don't, you know, they weren't too happy with me making all the noise all the time. So, you know, it was kind of bound to happen sooner or later, especially I was starting to build up with more and more stuff. And my my garage is perfectly clean now. It's amazing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Courtney can park her car in here now and go uh, <laughs> play and uh, you know, like just got to, I got to pay that rent. So I got to stay busy, you know, building parts now, which is the main difference, but um, it's fun. It's good. It's good for me because I enjoy doing it and I can make a little extra money on the side, you know, doing what I love to do. Jake, um, so is there anybody that um, is uh, helping you out at all? Do you have uh, anybody that's uh, local that, uh, you know, that you've known from the past that uh, helps either spin a wrench or help around the shop there? Who else is helping you out there? Um, so far it's just me and then, uh, Courtney's helping me with shipping parts and stuff. And then my brother comes over and he machines some of the, the pipe ends and stuff like that when I'm putting the pipes together. Um, so it worked out. I was able to pick up some nice machinery from my old boss, Cody. Um, we were able to work out a deal. So I got, I got a nice lathe and a mill, mill now. So, um, it just, it allows me to make certain things a little nicer. And Jake, is it just one of those things where because it is family spirited, you know, you mentioned your brother, you mentioned Courtney, uh, before you know it, uh, your young sons are going to be in there doing what you do. So it'll continue to be a family business. Is that 
was that maybe uh, what was going on in your mind when you thought about maybe pausing doing custom complete mini bike builds to maybe just focusing in on parts that you can mass, not mass produce, but produce in bulk and, and get into that style of business rather than be a custom mini bike builder? Yeah, I just, you know, I'm too much of a, of a, uh, too much of a perfectionist. So I, I catch myself just, you know, taking too much time on big builds like that. So I just want to focus on something where I can just, you know, single products where I can kind of fill a gap in like a mini bike part line, you know, where, you know, I'm going to make custom pipes, custom foot pegs, maybe sell some like frame building brackets and um, do some stuff for the drag racers, maybe offer like a, you know, a build your own uh, chromoly fork set with my, you know, my plates and, you know, something lightweight for the drag racers, which, you know, they don't really have something like that on the market and that'll make their bike faster. Maybe like a titanium bolt kit with it to lighten up their bike. Um, but yeah, I just some of the gaps in like the parts scene of the mini bikes because it's, it's kind of hit and miss on what they have. So I think uh, it's a good opportunity. I mean, the mini bikes are basic, so it's kind of easy, but there's a lot of little things that they need in the mini bike world that, you know, I think it'll give me a good opportunity to kind of fill some of those gaps and I don't know, get my product out there faster and I can, you know, give better customer service instead of taking forever on a build when I'm nitpicking every little thing and redoing stuff. Some of that stuff just takes too much time. You know, I like, I like doing the bikes, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a double-edged sword, you know? You share some of the sentiments that I've heard from some of the builders I've known over the years that are in the hot rod scene. And yeah. um, I know that you too share that uh, interest with hot rods and some of your vehicle builds, although we talk mostly about the midi bike stuff, your, your expertise and your attention to detail and your customizing cues. Uh, I've seen those lent to automotive canvases as well. And, you know, what people I think uh, misunderstand is that uh, not only is it uh, tough for you as a small shop to invest the time and effort into building a custom mini bike, but when they write you a check, regardless if it's for three grand or two grand or five grand or whatever it is, they, they think that you just got to check. Well, they, they don't realize all the time and effort and money yeah. that you have into the, the not only the, the machinery that you use to make those parts, but they minimize, I think, sometimes the the fact that this is not a spit out, shit out frame. These are custom bikes that you're building, all of them unique. Uh, I'm happy to own a few of them, and they're definitely there's not there's not two alike. Yet, I think a lot of folks think that, oh yeah, I just I just bought a bike for a couple thousand dollars. He's he's rolling in dough. You're you're probably losing money on some of those bikes too when you probably put a pencil to it. So maybe Courtney had to shake her finger at you to get you in line too, so that you can you can monetize that time into making some money, right? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely right. I mean, she started to realize like how much I was stressing out over certain things and um, exactly when it comes down to time and material and everything that I'm putting into the bike, time away from my kids, it's just some sometimes it's just not worth it, you know? So I got to, it's hard because I have a full-time job still. I still work for the, um, the city and then, you know, I come home we, uh, you know, I want to still, still spend time with the kids. So it's, it's like a really strict schedule. It's a very, very part-time my shop. So, you know, and then I got people like, Oh, why can't I get this right away? And it's like, I just can't, I need time to build it. You know, if you want to buy it, you can buy it, but it's, it's not the fastest, you know what I mean? But yeah, with, you're, with the you're not studs, you're not OMB, <laughs> you know, it's not one of those things where, you know, you need a boot for a spark plug for it to come so four horse. And, you know, yeah. here's my PayPal. I expect it tomorrow. Um, you know, Jake, there's uh, no denying that your work speaks for itself and the products 
uh, I think the expectations would be that that would continue. Yeah. So I, I see the pipes and uh, I'm wondering what other products outside of the pipes are you kind of focusing on in terms of this initial line of custom parts? Um, I want to offer some laser cut parts. A lot of people ask about my frame brackets for running the live axle. Um, so there's a lot of custom builders and stuff out there now that are looking for certain parts and pieces to build their own frame. So I might offer that and like a like the chromoly fork kit is something I want to offer um, for like the drag racing scene. You know those guys, um, the drag race the drag racing guys have you know they've supported me huge on my pipes and um, different parts and pieces, chromoly parts and you know, other things. So, you know, I appreciate that. And I think, uh, yeah, there's a lot to, uh, lot to offer. You're just talking about like just parts that I'm going to offer right now. I've just been doing the pipes. Got it. I mean, okay. It's been so busy with the pipes that as soon as I make them, they're gone. People are asking on like buying a whole set and <laughs> a bunch of, like, I just don't have time to make that many. You know what I mean? So I'm just, you know, people message me and they're, they're sold before they're even done. So I know that you have um, enjoyed a longstanding, uh, not only friendship with, but a business rapport with F&B pipes. And yeah. I know that they were always uh, in that go-to mode for you whenever you were building a bike, either by driving over to Frank's, because you guys almost live laterally in the same direction up there in the high desert. Frank's over there in Temecula and you're over here in Antelope Valley. But I know you guys spent a lot of time, effort and energies together. Uh, are you working... Um, in collaboration with them at all? Are you, are you working uh, under any kind of uh, conversations with those guys? Are you guys separate? Is there is there any connect between the two? Or what would you say would be um, the relationship? Or is there one uh, with regard to the exhaust that you're offering versus uh, what is available at F&B? As far as the product, we're separate. But me yeah. and Frank, uh, I consider Frank a really good friend. You know, we talk a lot and we share a lot of thoughts and ideas on different things. And um, I really appreciate, you know, his friendship because I can call him anytime for advice or something. He's always there for me. Um, Frank's someone that I've looked up to for a long time. I mean, his work ethic and, you know, what he offers for the mini bike community. I mean, you can't really beat, you know, his work ethic and how much product he can put out. Um, it's pretty unreal for, you know, it's just him and his worker and dude, he builds so much stuff and there's no way I could keep up with that guy. That guy is a workaholic. Yeah, so, so F&B then continues. I remember first going to Studs. We had a meet and greet out there. Um, and I, I remember, you know, memories pops up. Some of the photos that took place like years ago on that certain date, there was a, a pop-up of back. We did that meet and greet. And I remember going in the back of Studs and Eric was, um, I was, I was trying to get him to show me all the, you know, when you go to those places, you want to see where they're hiding all the cool mini bikes that they're hoarding up. So he was on his way to showing me some and I couldn't help but notice the deep volume of F and B pipes that he oh, had. Yeah. To, and, and, you know, I, I pointed at him and it's like, damn. And he's like, they'll be gone. You know, they'll, they'll be gone. You know, if, <laughs> by the time you get back, if you come back here after lunch or tomorrow, or whatever. And um, you know, that that's, you know, in some people's view, that's success, you know, having, having pipes, hundreds of thousands of pipes out there, you're going to take the, you're going to take the smaller, less traveled route of, kind of the, more of the custom style pipes and not so much worried about like mass volume right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I can't do, I can't keep up with the volume of F&B. Those guys can produce product quick. <laughs> um, and yeah, mine, mine's a little more time, you know, I just, 
kind of take my time. I don't really rush them too much. I want to, I want each one to be, you know, just as nice as the other. Um, I added a four stage and a flare. I added a nice little bolt on brace. So, you know, I don't have to worry about breaking the flange and stuff like that, but, um, I just saw simple the brace. Yeah. I saw the brace. Uh, I, I, I yeah. saw the attention to detail. Talk yeah. about, talk about that stage four. What, what was the, you just knew it was time it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. The stage four, I mean, I don't, it doesn't really do much for the power, that extra little stage. It's just, it changes the sound. The power is in the primary and the secondary, you know, maybe the third stage, but after that, the exhaust pressure is pretty much out and it's already done, but it does add a different sound because it's long in length or 18 inches and uh, that extra little flare, it cuts. So the long length gives it like a nice deep tone, but that flare gives it like a poppy kind of crackly sound. So it's, it, they kind of have a different sound, which is, you know, it's pretty, uh, everybody that runs them, it, it, they definitely have a, a sound of their own. Aesthetically, I like the fact that it sticks out a little longer too. I see a lot of these pipes getting yeah. wrapped now, although we don't want them wrapping yeah. over your logo, but uh, you know, there's, there's a look to it as well, you know? Let's face it, you see a badass exhaust on even a lawnmower. All of a sudden, that lawnmower goes up to a 10 in your view, right? Um, yeah. Uh, great news, Jake. So, uh, you know, you had had posted an email or a, a social media post about how you were kind of seasoned assisting these custom builds. And, and for some of the reasons we've already just talked about, have people been listening? <laughs> are, are people still calling you up? Like they used to wanting you to build them bikes just like before. I mean, did that have any yeah. impact and you told me you weren't doing it? <laughs> if I just, I, I can't do them no more. I got to finish what I have in the process right now. And I'll be like, once I finish the few bikes that I have in the process right now, I'll be, I'll feel much better. Cause then I can focus on the shop, focus on the products. And you know, if I'm going to do a build, it's going to be something I'm going to take to JMBR. You know what I mean? It's going to be a full custom. I'm going to, you know, for the because I know that next JMBR is coming and I want to be completely ready next time. You know, I don't want to bring, before I bring bikes that are, you know, it shows off the fabrication, but a lot of them, a lot of times they're not finished or, you know, little things where we rush them into the show and just throw them in there, even though they're not finished. I want to be completely ready for the next JMBR. Yeah. And, you know, I think that guys like you and some of the other folks that um, kind of, well, in some cases volunteered and in some cases just said yes when I asked them, whether it was you or Ed or, um, Eric, um, or Joe or, um, some of the other guys, uh, our friend from Louisiana, Bill, um, when you guys took time out of enjoying the event and decided to help with the judging, I think that too kind of took you a little bit off of your game. Um, it's just one of those things where, you know, um, you're always there. You're, you're, you're a true, icon in the event not only from the bikes and the parts you build but who you are and i yeah jake i'm gonna miss not having the show but really um it's it's missing hanging out with guys like you yeah, man. is is the bigger issue but you know we'll we'll, we'll get through this and it's going to be fine folks you're listening to joe's mini bike reading podcast we're here with hall of famer jake moe also joining us in the podcast is the long beach sprocket david where we'll be talking a little bit about some of these underground rides that have been taking place and getting the attention of everybody here, not only in SoCal, but nationwide. You know, I wonder about uh, a couple of things, Jake, and there was that movie that uh, took place where all these guys were uh, riding through, I think it was Detroit or somewhere back East or Chicago. And I didn't catch the flick, but I heard a little bit about it. You may know a little bit more about it or less than I do, but there's a growing um, 
uh, social media. There's a growing movie interest where folks are a little bit intrigued at all these uh, mini bikers and quads and scooters are, you know, hundreds of them are running through towns and not only causing excitement, but in some cases causing a little bit of a stir. It's kind of like a junior fast and furious on two wheels. What do you, what do you, have you seen that movie? You get a sense, you, you know which one I'm talking about? This, this, this growing interest with a lot of these uh, scooter rides. I haven't seen the movie, but uh, sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds like uh, our neighborhood and our group of friends and the AV ride and everything else when we ride around our mini bikes and, you know, it's just, it's fun. It's, uh, you know, I enjoy it. Yeah. You do it where you're running around the neighborhoods of a lot of the homes out there, yeah, right? Yeah. A little bit of a different play when like you, you bring that same, you know, let's just say you brought your AV guys and you rolled them through sunset, right? Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, you know, hundreds of you rolling up PCH, you know, uh, there's a, and from my rides on Friday night, you do get a little bit of a sense of the fun when you're a part of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I have been just for that reason, Jake, spending a lot more time with the mini moto crowd because we can ride more. Yeah. You know, it's, you're a little bit um, uh, privileged, uh, but you pay the price because it's, it's so hot there, but you're able to ride just about any time you want. Right. Yeah. Up here. I mean, they rarely bug us. So I'll get pulled over every now and then, you know, ripping down the street, but. It is what it is. Usually it's just a warning. Sure. I've had or an autograph. If they see you, they want an autograph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a ticket, maybe. Not hey, Jake, what do folks want to find out about uh, uh, not only talking to you about uh, maybe some of the um, parts that we talked about, particularly the pipes, but uh, how do you want folks to go about talking to you? Is there a place where they can go to order can you give us some information on like basic pricing and basic ordering information? Yeah, so I have the, I started setting up the website. It's not completely up yet, but if you go to mofabco.com, um, I have the pipes on there that I offer right now. They're not ready yet. So I'm not, I, I need to work out some things with the website. And as far as, uh, you know, how you pay and things, I need to work out a few bugs on that, but it's about there. And then once I can get up to speed with having some in stock, then I'll open the website, but um, for now, it's just everything's through Instagram. I, I just have Instagram now. I don't. I no longer have Facebook. Yeah, I, I noticed that. So thanks for crossing over here. You, you you crossed over to the dark side. You know, I always used Facebook because it was the most uh, active at the time we started this. But now I realize that's been a decade. Yeah. You know, uh, when I tell folks about what we're doing, uh, fortunately, I've got Emmanuel helping because, like, I think right now this may even be streaming on our YouTube channel live. Is this okay? So. Like, I barely say that, right? I, I don't ask people to join the site or like the page or do any of that shit because I don't know, it wasn't really what it was designed to do. If you want to come, we'd love to have you. And with that said, we do have the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion um, YouTube channel. But yeah, the Facebook, um, I don't know if we may have hit our stride. We've been hovering around not quite 4,000, whatever they are, likes or friends or fans or the, and, and there's, if you could find more than two or three times we've asked you to do that, um, we, we appreciate the support, but I think it's going to be more of these style interviews. And I want to go back to, uh, excuse me, a um, little Heineken uh, reflux there. I, I want to go back to the studio. I want to, I want to be able to sit down across from me. I want to be able to, you know, roll in a bike. I want to be able to beat on the desk with the pipe, uh, all those things, you know? Um, so hopefully we'll get back to that, Jake. And when we do, we get to um, hang out with the sled again. 
Yeah, and you'll be one of our, our first uh, guests on the show. Is there uh, maybe anybody that you'd like to um, give a shout out to, Jake, or is there anything that maybe you wanted to mention that um, uh, we hadn't had a chance to talk about yet? Um, nah, I'm good for now. Good. Yeah. Everybody's good up there in the AV? Yeah, everybody's good. Family's good up here. And uh, yeah, just working away, you know. This, uh, yeah, I'll give a shout out to my, you know, the AV guys and um, my race my race crew that I, I've been waiting forever to finish my race bike because I'm waiting on machine work on my head. But it is what it is. I'm still part of the group. So I help Who's out. Who's that race group? Who are some of those guys? Uh, it's uh, AVR Zoom, Arlie, um, uh, Arleo. It's uh, um, Alfredo, Sal. You know Sal? Uh, uh, maybe my the, face. Yeah. Yeah. Sal and then uh, uh, Zoom's uh, son, Little Zoom. Yes, we saw him on the recent Instagram post with uh, Arleo, yeah. correct? So there's, yeah. so you and introduced John, me to like, Zoom. So there's Zoom and, and Little Zoom? Yep, Zoom and Little Zoom. Zoom's son. Let's get those guys on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. They'd love to. They're fun. Yeah. Um, I, I gave a little Zoom a shout out uh, because Arleo shared that uh, live Instagram feed. I hadn't even quite had a chance to talk to Zoom yet, although I, I think I may have run into him a time or two. Most of the other guys I know, uh, I haven't, um, you know, as I said before, I've been doing a lot of night riding, but it's not like we've been out riding like we did in the past. I haven't been to any of those Christmas parades or riding up there at AV. Uh, I don't even know if the folks in Arizona have been riding a lot lately, but we got to get back to that. Hopefully things will get a little bit back to normal out here in LA and we can go back to doing what we like to do, right? Some of the simple shit going out riding mini bikes. A lot of guys been asking me about the AV ride. I think there's one coming up, so we're going to plan it out and uh, hopefully get some guys out here soon. Uh, weather's about right. So I just got to wait for this wind to die down a little bit. And I think uh, in the next probably three weeks, we'll, we'll have one. Three weeks. All right. There you have it, folks. If you want to get involved with that AV ride, it looks like it's up and coming. Uh, you can find out more about um, what's happening in the AV by uh, staying tuned with uh, Jake Mo. It's it's J A K E D Mo, right? Instagram page. Then Mo Fabco also on Instagram. Uh, no more Facebook for Jake Mo, and who knows? Maybe he's seeing something that we're slowly going to have to focus on as well. We, we have a lot of effort here on Facebook. We do have an Instagram page. And as I mentioned, we have a YouTube channel as well. But yeah, the way it, I look at it, Jake, if they're looking for you, they'll find you, right? Yeah, if it's mini bike related or whatever, just uh, follow my uh, or contact me on the MoFabCo because the, the Jake Demo is more of just, uh, I've been kind of going through that one. I don't really approve a lot of friend requests or anything. That's more of like my family, friends and family page. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that too. And yeah. thanks again, Jake. I'll talk to you more. Once again, folks, send in your comment or question at the end of the podcast. We'll take a look at it. We're going to be giving away. Where is it, Jake? Show us to it. There you go. Hey, before we let you go, uh, so uh, Jake, give us a couple points of interest on that pipe, which is going to make it different from all the others. Removable brace. Let's see. Hold it up a little bit higher. All right. Removable cool. brace goes down to the block. It braces it. Uh, it's got a long primary stage, and then uh, I think the, the secondary and third stage are, are uh, about five inches, and then it's got a flare tip, and then it's got my logo. Look at that. So Nice long pipe. They sound nice and deep, and then the flare tip gives it a little bit of a different sound. 
Yeah, I like that little trumpet exit there, Jake. Uh, the brackets, everything. We've seen so many of those guys with uh, heavy old pipes with no bracket. And you know, it's going to be a maritime for something cracks. In some cases, their frame. <laughs> yeah, I try to heavy. It's uh, I want to keep them light. You know, they're mostly for the race bikes and uh, the racers, the full throttle racers, AVR, um, loud pack. A lot of the crews are using them now, so it looks like a lot of guys are out there winning with the pipes. Um, so that's cool. I should do some kind of. Uh, and I'll do something. If you win a race with my pipe, uh, hit me up. I'll give you give you some stickers or maybe a cool little pack or something. Yeah, it's like a contingency program. So when you sell the pipes, um, you know, I've got those small decals, and I definitely suggest small ones. I was making those big decals bigger than the mini bikes. Finally, my daughter said to get a smaller decal, right? If you got a small MoFab code decal and you sent it with every product, uh, if it's on that bike, when it competes and it wins, uh, they get either a gift or a prize or points or something like that. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah, there's another reason to buy, folks. So check them out. Jake, what is what is a pipe like that going to retail for? What's somebody going to pay for that? Um, they're eighty bucks. So great. Um, not bad. Not bad say, at all. Like hundred bucks. Time I put into it, it's uh, it's definitely worth every penny at eighty bucks. So, um, I can't go much cheaper. Guys are asking me about wholesale, and you know, if they're buying in bulk, they're all the same price right now um, until I get things moving a little more. Um, who knows what it'll turn into, but for now, it's just a very limited part-time thing that I do. So I'm not going to, there's not going to be a huge quantity of them. Yes. Limited. Uh, this is quality versus um, quantity yeah. folks. A uh, great example of it. Jake, thanks for always being there for us. Enjoy the rest of your night. Say hi to uh, Courtney and the folks and all of our friends up there at the AV. If you're interested in getting a little bit uh, more performance out of your bike, check out these new MoFab Co pipes. Uh, always good to see you, Jake. Until the next time, take care, brother. Well, Joe, thank you. I'll see you, see you guys later. All right, Jake Moe. And with that said, I'd like to give a couple of shout outs before we bring on our next guest. Uh, for those of you who still would like to go ahead and submit a question or a comment, uh, go right ahead and do that. Oh, we see the evil ones on there. Hello, Evil Ed. Temecula Bob, another uh, JMBR Hall of Famer. Our buddy, Paul. Good to see you. Look at that. Uh, Johnny DeMassa, uh, Sean uh, Papa Smurf, uh, Stylistics uh, Sandoval, good to see you. Our man Ian Cordova, uh, Corona Irving, Dave Romero, uh, Justin Bett. You know, Justin Bett's always up to some antics, and he's got this retro mod garage Instagram project that he's working on where you can um, visit that Instagram page for all things mini bike. He's on the cusp of breaking that. He wanted uh, to let you guys know about it. I told him that um, I would only mention it when it it is real, and I lied because I'm teasing it for him anyways because I'm just that kind of a guy. Uh, big shout out to him. Uh, I'm not sure if I had a chance yet to also recognize a couple important folks. Um, you know, the, the podcast has always had some great fans, and uh, so has the Facebook page. But uh, a particular note, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Cam White, uh, Richard White as well. They're uptight, not a sight with the Whites. Uh, and then uh, my sister-in-law, Gail, uh, as well as my brother-in-law, Jerry, and uh, my buddy, Ira Gabriel. A particular note, many of you know Ira because Ira works the registration desk at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, along with uh, Mike Robledo and AJ Russo. Ira's also been a guest on uh, some of our other extensions to this podcast, which is the Aftermarket Insider. Ira has been on that podcast is a guest as the marketing manager for SEMA. And he's worked over these years tirelessly, particularly with regard to the youth initiative for SEMA and uh, spearheaded 
awesome uh, promotions like the SEMA Young Guns, which I uh, fortunately am a part of as well. Uh, Ira is uh, moving on into uh, bigger pastures, uh, and we wanted to uh, give him a shout out and uh, a thank for uh, all the support he has given us. And we hope that uh, he does extremely well, which we're sure he will in his next gig outside of SEMA. And whoever the new SEMA marketing person is, we'll wish them the best in advance. Um, particularly want to mention the fact that that SEMA show is coming up. It's the first Tuesday through Friday of November in Las Vegas. And that show is on. It's November the 2nd through the 5th. Uh, we'll be out there um, doing our little deal. And for those of you in the automotive aftermarket industry, it, it is an industry event. Uh, so you can't just go like you, you would go to the county fair. You have to have credentials. So if you're in the industry, uh, check it out. It's the SEMA show. Uh, there's also the upcoming Sandsport Super Show and Off-Road Expos out here on the West Coast. The Off-Road Expo Arizona takes place at Phoenix International Raceway the weekend of September the 11th. The following week, the Sandsport Super Show is uh, going to be taking place at the Orange County Fairgrounds the week of September 17th through the 19th. And then the Off-Road Expo, which is typically held in Pomona, this year is now moved for one year to Ontario Convention Center, and that's the first weekend of October. Uh, for more information about those events, you can check them out at Bonnie Air Events, Bonnie Air Motorsports Events. Uh, I also like to give a shout out to... Um, my friend and my coworker over there at Bonnie Air, Tina, as well as Jonathan and Tom and a lot of those other folks that make those events tick. Uh, there's a few other folks we'll give a shout out to a little bit later on in the program. Uh, our next guest has been um, has been patiently hanging out for us down there, uh, not only online but also in Long Beach. He's um, he was uh, suggested to me by some of uh, the folks that I know uh, through the mini bike world particularly in this case, uh, my man, um, Day-Day. So uh, I was able to hook up with uh, David. Uh, goes by the name of Long Beach Sprocket. He's a mini bike enthusiast. He is uh, very popular on social media, particularly Instagram. I think it's long.beach.sprocket for those of you wanting to follow along on Instagram. And when I reached out to uh, Day-Day, it's like, hey, Day-Day, I'm... Um, I'm just back from Malibu, and while I was camping with Linda, we uh, we were able to capture some video of a huge group of folks going up on mini bikes up to Neptune Net, and we caught them rolling up, and we caught them rolling down, and I had to find out more. Uh, I reached out to Day Day, I reached out to Rafa, and uh, Rafa had a, a couple other folks that he suggested that I talk to that I wasn't able to connect with, and it was probably for all the right reasons, because ultimately it led me to Day Day. And Day Day told me without any hesitation that there's only one person to talk about if I wanted to find out not only about that particular ride, but a lot of the other cool rides that happened that a lot of you may not know or about, or maybe they're pseudo underground. So I was able to hook up with him and he was gracious enough to find some time for us. Uh, and with that said, let's welcome him to the podcast. Long Beach Sprocket, Sprocket, What's happening, man? How's it going? Doing good. Um, do you have a chance to uh, catch up a little bit on Jake Moe while you were waiting, huh? Oh, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, uh, great guy. Makes some great parts. As I mentioned, he built a couple of bikes for me. No matter what kind of bikes I've ever owned, whenever I roll out a Jake Moe bike, it's like it's like I'm part of a rock star team. You know, people just are all over it. Um, 
Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about you, David, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, first of all, you're, is it, you rather go by Sprocket or Long Beach Sprocket? What's, what's the handle that you like the most? I think you can go by Sprocket. It'll be, it'll be shorter and quicker. There you go. So Sprocket, tell us a little bit about how you got into the mini bike game. Well, uh, first, thanks for having me on. But uh, let's see how I got into the mini bike game. Uh, first, I started watching it off of YouTube. And um, I was pretty much bored out of my life. So I decided to get one. Watching all these older guys ride, ride bikes like you and stuff. <laughs> Having a last yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what did you do? Grab a GTS? Was that one of your first bikes? I got a uh, doodle bug. Oh, a doodle bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, off a of Craigslist or something? On an opera. Opera up. Wow. <laughs> so, so it was a spontaneous buy then, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After that, I went over to the races. I realized my bike was like extra slow and extra old and everything. <laughs> like me. I had to get an upgrade. I got a GTS and everything. Yeah, so your life changed when you went to a GTS, huh? Yeah. So, like, um, so now you got this GTS bike. Uh, how does the nickname develop? Sprocket. Uh, well, I didn't want to use my my you know my my name and stuff, and I just wanted to use something more uh, underground or more away from myself or something generic. Yeah, generic. Sure. So I just found out. I just figured a name. What was it that you were worried about uh, folks finding out? Maybe some of the videos about some of the rides or maybe some of the videos about some of the escapades, so to speak? Yeah, it's more of the stuff of what we do and stuff. Well, um, some of the stuff that you do seems to be pretty cool, particularly this recent ride that took place um, from SoCal. You know, I, I want to say like Anna Street or Linwood or Compton, but I don't know necessarily where, it, where in fact you guys did start, but I know that you were on PCH this was on the first part of August, if I remember. And, and I, as I said, I was up there with Linda at, and I knew that it was taking place, but I didn't necessarily time it. I was lucky enough to be moving into my campsite, which was looking over PCH that same day, an hour before everybody rolled up. So I've got some good video of it, but if you could, supposedly you knew a lot about not only this event being organized, but it being started and, and being through the whole event and back. Tell us a little bit about how it started and maybe some of the uh, inside stories about the ride, can you? Yeah, so the organizer or the host, I should say, is um, it was Ozzy and, uh, from Most Wanted and um, um, LAX Kendall. And um, they, they were hosting the ride out. The meet was over at um, Staples Center. And we rode from Staples Center to Santa Monica Pier. And then from the pier over straight down PCH over to uh, Nipsey. So what was the crowd like at Staples Center when you had how many bikes? Did you have 100 bikes? That's still like 150. No oh, shit. And did, did most of them start with you? Or did a lot of those guys maybe join you along the way? Because sometimes they join along the way. But did most of this group start from Staples Center? Yeah, most of them started from Staples Center. Some started from like halfway or within, uh, within the, uh, the route. Did you meet up like where all the Magic Johnson uh, uh, big statues are? Were you right in front of the Staples Center with all the bikes? Uh, we're over uh, Flower Street, over like two blocks away. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I'm just curious maybe where right. you were. So once you're there, everybody's just kind of socializing, saying hi, catching a little bit of a buzz, getting ready. Yeah. Was, was there anybody that was kind of on the megaphone telling folks what the hell was up? No, you just see that's the best time to, uh, to meet and greet is the actual meet right before the ride, you know, hang out, meet other people, other riders, 
hopefully meet people within your town or city so you can ride within the uh, within your area. I see you're wearing the first pull mini bike uh, cap. Talk a little bit about those guys. Um, it's more of one guy who's mainly doing everything. Uh, it's, it's a it's a garage custom slash um, culture slash just a group of friends. Just, um, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a little culture. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to describe it. You used that word before. Culture is exactly what I think we're talking about here. Whether it's a, a one-man shop with his own line of apparel or companies like uh, Big Daddy Motorsports or GTS Hobbies and now guys like Jake Moe. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of smaller guys that are doing this just for the reasons you are, to go out there and have a little bit of fun, meet some people, right? That their yeah, yeah. talents and their skills uh, start businesses. Yeah, there's tons. Yeah, and, and I like the fact that, uh, as you described, this culture is kind of breeding that. You know, there's there's a lot of young guys that um, see themselves doing a lot of good things, whether it's building parts or gain, gaining a reputation online and through social media because of their involvement with mini bikes. Uh, Day Day's a good example. You know, that could be the next John Singleton, considering all the video time he's putting into covering this hobby. You know? Yeah, he's, he's pretty much one of our news anchors. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he really is. He's he's almost and, and as a result, almost a, a young face of the of the hobby. Yes. Uh, what other day day types are out there that you run across? Have you met any other characters in this uh, this end of the mini bike hobby that um, have really got your attention? Are there any guys that you kind of hang out with or any favorites? Hey, well, I pretty much hang out with a lot of people. Um, there's Compton Mini Bike Life that, that does promote a lot of. Um, all types of uh, riding, racing, and stuff. Um, I'm more of a ride-out guy versus uh, racing, but I do show up at the races and stuff. So there is two different types of riders, I, I, I can kind of say. Yeah, there's uh, almost three types in, in the mini-moto segment. There's the ride-out guy, there's the drag racer, but there's the stunter, you know, wheelies and stops and all that type of stuff. That That's a big part of that mini-moto scene. Uh, you can get a little taste of that by joining us on some Friday or Saturday night for the um, the write-ups that we have. Uh, and just about every event, we either run across or someone will show up in a GTS rigid frame. And, um, you know, they they welcome it. But it, it's a tough road when you're in a rigid frame mini bike riding along yeah. with a lot of those scooters. You know, it's not the same deal. The frames really uh, put, a, put in some work on your uh, your body when you're riding for a few hours. Oh, man. For, for sure. But you're too young to worry about things like arthritis. Save all that shit for us old guys. All right. So, so you got a hundred, you got 150 bikes in front of Staples center. You're hanging out. It's Sunday. Cause I remember we took off on a Sunday. It was a beautiful, typical LA day. Now you, you go from Staples center to Santa Monica. Talk about, yeah. talk about any breakdowns, talk about any uh, police issues talk about anything of note from getting from staples to santa monica pier was was that pretty uneventful or do you have a little bit of action there uh there's always an event going on every second every minute it's there's so much thing going on while you're on the street while we're riding out um we mainly try to encourage like um a1 bikes meaning uh your bike is really ready to ride it's suitable it's not going to break down or anything because yeah. you don't want to break or riding out because you could be by yourself or you cannot you could just be stranded you're not the place for a sh to shake out your bike. Yeah, so I would get a 15 bag of uh, 
15 pound bag of uh, tools and parts and stuff. So if I break down, I'm just gonna repair it and keep riding. Did uh, you find a lot of folks that needed your assistance? Uh, yeah, but um, you can only have so many. If you want to, you also want to keep keep within the pack. Without Otherwise, a doubt. Too far away from everybody else. And when you're riding by yourself, you're more likely to be uh, missed with by the by the police. Yeah. So so having your bike tight before you go, so that other folks are not going to be expected to pull over when your shitty ass frayed cable snaps or your, your unlubricated chain or clutch finally decide to go. Because you know yeah. when, you, when you ride your mini bike, depending on whether you're just putting around or not, you're not operating at full throttle. You're not squeezing those brakes really hard. You start to do things on those mini bikes during those rides that really test the capabilities of your bike. So I would imagine you almost have to have like a rolling repair crew or a designated group of guys that are almost there like in the military where you know, a guy gets shot. Well, if it's, if it's a bullet through the head, we're going to leave him. But if he got shot through the arm, we may try to wound him or help him out a little bit. You know, there's that good side of you where you want to help everybody. But on that same token, it's like, fuck, I don't want to get left. So you're kind of selective. At least I am when I stop. Like, if you're my good friend, I'm stopping. But if I've just met you a time or two and you've been doing wheelies for two hours and now you bent your rim, fuck you. I'm, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to look the other way. I try, <laughs> <laughs> I try to tell people to ride with their, within their with their, their own uh, personal group in the yep. past so that when they break down they're with their group yeah but yeah everything happens you really can't avoid anything no there's always that newbie that rolls up with flip-flops with a big old blunt hanging out of his mouth with no helmet and he's 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 usually <laughs> the one that breaks down every time <laughs> hey if people join up to the meet trying to do their freaking last repairs or their oil change or something and they're, they're not even ready to go yeah. So the entire pack. Well, that's the thing too. Maybe some of these guys don't recognize is that uh, I, we know that this may be, maybe you just heard about it, right? That morning and, 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 and you're having coffee and you're catching a buzz like, man, I'm going to do that. So they race over there. They got good intentions, but they're way out of bounds because they have no idea what they, what they signed up for. Right. That's, you know? that's, a, that's a danger. It's a, a dangerous rider right there. Yeah. So um, were there, were the cops, because you know, it's not like you can just, saunter through LA with 100 mini bikes you're gonna get noticed what was what was the reception are they too busy to to be pulling over you guys or or were there any issues uh on the initial launch of the ride it really depends on um pack size but when we have a big pack they just really just follow us for a couple of blocks and just turn around or just go away or else um if we're at like a gas station or we're at like a quick like hangout spot they'll kick us out got it continue the route or something you guys ride by that unrule, unwritten rule where nobody pulls over if the cops come. You know, you guys aren't pulling over at all, right? You just keep riding. That's my written, unwritten rule. Yeah, well, that that that's that's the rule for anybody listening that doesn't quite have that stamped in their forehead. Uh, hey, folks, uh, you're listening to uh, Long Beach Sprocket on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. We're um, we're just about through with the podcast tonight, folks. I want to thank everybody for listening in. Uh, we still got a little bit of ways to go here with uh, Sprocket, but uh, if you'd like. Uh, to have an opportunity to win one of those custom Mo Fabco straight pipes uh, that Jake Bo was just talking about, send in your um, your comment or your question, and we'll check those out after the podcast. We'll announce the winner. Uh, for those of you who tuned in late, um, it's all but official, although it's unofficial that uh, our Joe's Mini Bike Reunion unlikely will not happen this year due to the continued COVID sanctions and my inability to get any 
feedback back from um, LA County Parks. Uh, yeah, I um, I cried in my soup for a little while, but you know, on that same token, guys, uh, believe me, there's been things that have been happening in everybody's life that so you realize there's a lot more important shit than this. This is fun. And I would love to have had it and had all you guys come out and see each other and showcase your bikes. But because of um, what we're dealing with here, uh, we're going to have a, another pause for the cause. Uh, thank you to those of you who have reached out offering alternate locations. Uh, we've had three or four different states that have offered uh, their support. Uh, Emmanuel has uh, been out uh, to different tracks, including uh, um, Willow, where you know there's always the idea about, hey, let's let's try this place, or hey, I got a spot over here. I got here's the deal. Like I've been there in La Crescenta for eight years. This would have been our tenth, right? I like it here. I like the backdrop. I like the feel of it. I like the proximity to my house. Uh, I'm not a big show promoter. I'm not, I'm not about to go somewhere like Texas or San Diego or anywhere and put on my event for one year. Um, it, it's just not what I'm all about. So those of you who have to have an event, and I mean this, start one, especially if you're in a state where it's, 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 it's a little loose. You know, I mean that respectfully. Maybe you can pull something off like this in Louisiana. Go, go, go to the local park. You know, pay the thousand dollars, rent some security, get some insurance, buy some ads, get some people to come out. Um, I've got my own little plan of attack, and it's unfortunate that we just can't play in the sandbox this year. All right. So, uh, with all that said, let's get back to the podcast. Again, send in your comments or questions. Uh, we're going to be kicking up the podcast, and hopefully, we're going to be going back to a much more comfortable format, which is in studio. And uh, when all that uh, is realized and we have something to announce, we'll talk a little bit about that. So Sprocket, now we're, we're there. You either made it or you didn't make it to the first leg. You're in, you're in Santa Monica. Once you see that ocean from cruising down rural LA, once you see that ocean, dude, that's, you get a, you get a, you get a big wind in your sail, don't you? There, there's something about hitting that ocean, right? Up your shoulders, feel that, feel that air in your, in your hair. I mean, in your, in your helmet. <laughs> You made it. You know, it's almost like, yeah, that's why we live here. This is what we do. We come out, we, we go to the sunny beach in Southern California. How are you received at the, the pier? Um, they, they, they better receive us regardless. <laughs> Showing up. You didn't give them a choice. We showed up, their burnout, called workers, did the <laughs> bullshit. And they went onto our uh, route. Okay, so this was the fun part because I've had the privilege and luxury of riding up and down PCH on all kinds of motorcycles over the years. Never have I been on my mini bike. I've been on my Grom. I've been on my monkey. Those are both 125s, but never on my, any of my mini bikes. What's it like to be cruising up PCH along with the Ferraris and the Bentleys and the movie stars and the strippers and the newscasters? How, how cool is that? really good because you know cruising by that hundred thousand dollar car two hundred thousand dollar car is them being scared of us uh you know <laughs> <laughs> were you getting a lot of thumbs up or you get a lot of your number ones it's even amounts even amounts sure yeah. so um, yeah, yeah. where i caught you you were coming down uh you know it was past pepperdine and then you dropped yeah. down past uh uh, Joffrey's, or as Linda likes to say, Jeffrey's. <laughs> so, so you drop down, and there's that nice drop. 
And that's where yeah. Malibu RV park is, you know? So that's where I was. I was watching you guys drop down and dude, it was must, I, I think I've got pictures and videos which show like groups of uh, maybe 10 or 12 and then four and then some little straggler running really fast trying to check <laughs> to, to, to catch up. But I had it all on video and it was really great watching you guys come down. And then you need pass the 76 station and go up as you made your ascend up to Neptune. So yeah. I said, all right, great. I kind of know how far they got to go. They're probably going to go have something to drink. They're going to go across the street and uh, smoke a joint. They're going to look at the ocean. They're going to come back. They're going to sign some autographs. They're going to answer some questions. And they'll be back about two hours. About two hours, I start waiting. And I was doing the same thing you guys were doing up there. I was doing it waiting for you. And like a little like a little buzz, I, and then I said, oh, yeah, yeah, here they come. And I, I said, here they come. When they, by that time, uh, my daughter and her boyfriend had joined us. And we had the binoculars out. And we were watching you guys come and it was so cool to, to see you all coming back down. But the funniest thing was watching you try to take that hill going up. Yeah. <laughs> How much of a chore was it climbing that hill? <laughs> well, it's easy for me because I have a little bit of a build of an engine, but most of the stock ones are just like tucking down and just <laughs> <laughs> trying to get up that hill. That's the main, uh, the main goal. So um, what was the reception at Neptune Net where all those big bikers are? Uh, they were like shocked. They were yeah. there. He was like, what the hell are you guys doing here? <laughs> and they all had their stories because most of those guys had many bikes too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not yeah, quite yours. You know, sure. They may have had like stock bikes because back in the 70s, nobody was putting cams in them or straight pipes like the ones you have now or live axles. It was a different mini bike world than they remember. So uh, I often, uh, you know, I enjoy it when quote unquote hardcore bikers come over and they look at our mini bikes and they start to see some of the detail. And they start, and then they, we fire them up and they're like, holy shit. And then yeah. they ask how fast, what do those things go 40? It's like 40, fuck you. These things will go 90, you know, sure. there's sure. a little bit of that up there. Uh, did you have a good time at Neptune net? Yeah, we had a great time. We ate, um, we kind of drank, smoked, or smoked, smoked, uh, kind of did a little burnouts, little willies, you know, had some fun before we left. I heard the Malibu cops are a little bit different where they were a little bit rougher up there or were they, they cool um they were okay it was more of a santa monica area that's when we had trouble oh, okay yeah well they handed the baton south to the guys at santa monica now maybe they got other things to worry about like that guy who's killing people at malibu creek state park um oh. hey all right so uh uh that was a success that was that was a great ride it got a lot of notary uh, notoriety online uh, i posted a couple of videos they got a thousand views or so each of them i see that there's a lot of them out there uh, where do you want folks to check you out, Sprocket, if they want to keep an eye on some of the shenanigans? What's your uh, Instagram uh, handle that you'd like to give out, would you? Yeah, what well, is uh, Long Beach Sprocket um, on, on uh, Instagram? Great. That's, uh, that's the only uh, media that I use. Yeah, Instagram only? Yeah. Cool. And um, talk a little bit about how folks can find out maybe about some of these underground rides. Are, are they just, is it is it kind of like a, you got, if you know, you know, if you don't know, you don't know, or are there places? Or, uh, follow one of the, uh, the bigger guys. Um, you can follow like First Pool or uh, Ozzy or uh, Clutch Gang. Let me see, lots of throw up ride outs. There's quite a few groups and other people that throw ride outs themselves. Um, what is a ride out in your view to differentiate from a, what, people may think a ride out is. Are there any unwritten rules about a ride out or are there any um, uh, underlying do's and don'ts that maybe you can give folks for these ride outs? 
well, everybody has their own kind of rules and stuff. I can't really put a rule on anybody, but um, I would say a ride out would be more than three people. <laughs> yep. Um, what else? Do you have a leader that you guys ask folks to stay behind? Uh, is there a destination yeah. in advance that usually, folks know of? Usually it's best to stay behind a leader, but a lot of people just ride past the leader and that's kind of um, kind of obnoxious and kind of annoying because they don't know the, the actual route. When we take a right or left, they're just gonna look stupid. So maybe but, uh, that's one, right? To stay stay behind the leader in, in some cases, cool. if, you, if you're gonna be with the group. And isn't the other thing just like, have fun, right? This is not about, this is about getting home safe. This is not racing to the next corner, right? Yeah, that's, what, that's what I mean by, I don't wanna put a rule on anybody or anything because everybody is, is themselves at the end of the day. They're gonna do what they're gonna do. Um, it's just to be safe, be cautious because we're riding on the street, um, wear a freaking helmet, yeah, thank you for that. Because I saw a lot of folks that, that weren't wearing helmets. And, you know, I'm a little bit older, right? Like I'm 62. And a big part of our event is giving shit away, particularly helmets. You know, we give away dozens of helmets. I've even given away on this podcast as if I had some left over. Uh, most of those are compliments of our friends over at Honda Glendale. If you're looking for a new Honda Grom or monkey or motorcycle or fuck generator or anything, check them out. Go talk to Darlene. Yeah, some. Give- yep. Uh, ask her for your Joe's mini bike reunion discount. She'll charge you extra. Um, All right. Yeah, we've um, uh, we're, we're kind of coming to the end of the of the uh, podcast here. Uh, I want to thank you again, Sprocket, for um, uh, showing up and um, uh, sharing some of the details. Are there uh, any folks that maybe you want to give a shout out to before we uh, let you bounce? Yeah, just a quick shout out to you. Uh, hope that you come back on again. That was pretty fun. Oh, great. Okay. Space will be a little bit better. <laughs> uh, yeah, can I give a quick shout out to the first pool? You know, he's been with me throughout the, from the beginning, from day one and till now, pretty much. Uh, Minibike's not a crime. Uh, riders. Day uh, day. There's a lot of people. Uh, day two. Sure. There's There's prestige. There's a uh, GTS. GTS. There's yep. a lot of people really hanging around. Yeah, uh, what a great group of guys too. You know, it's not always, uh, you know, uh, lipstick and, and, and candy. You know, sometimes shit goes down, but it, it's really a good group. And there's that uh, culture. Again, uh, you, you shared one unique word that I think is a really good example of, of how we view this now, because it, it, it's not a gang. It's not a group. It's not uh, a meet. It's a culture. It, it's a culture. And I've got to tell you, uh, at this stage in my life, in my 60s, I can't tell you how many new friends I've met just from riding and being a part of this mini bike world um, in, in a matter of years compared to the number of friends I had in my first 60 years of life. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I'm surprised pleasantly to have that chance. And uh, you're just another one of those guys that I had the chance to meet. And um, that's cool. So you have a, you have a great rest of your night. Uh, thanks for being a part of the podcast. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you and having a chance to meet you face to face sometimes too. Uh, Long Beach Sprocket in the house, everybody. As well, hopefully you get to um, ride with us too as well. Yeah, I'll make a point of that. Uh, thanks for the invite right. too. All right, All right folks. Right. So there you have it. Long Beach Sprocket, um, our second guest on tonight's podcast. If you want to check him out, it's uh, Long Beach Sprocket on Instagram. Uh, Facebook seems to be a social media site of the past for a lot of these uh, uh, mini bike and drag racing influencers and personalities. Uh, so I'm thank you. Watch. Go ahead. Because the cops are watching. <laughs> yeah, got it. How true. 
they can watch all they want. We're, we're just a bunch of we're, we're a bunch of altar boys just having a little bit of fun. They have other things to worry about. I'm just trying to ride, guys. That's right. Hey, folks, um, we hope you enjoyed the podcast tonight. As I mentioned, I had a few other folks I want to give a, a shout out to if I could uh, before we end the podcast. Um, we mentioned our friends over at Pioneer Car Electronics and our friends over at Stud Racing. Check them both out, Pioneer Car Audio, as well as studsracing.com. Uh, shout out to some of my uh, Honda Ground lifestyle friends, uh, Bing and Dante and Mitch, Nesto, Rocco, Cisco, uh, Edgar, Hugo, all the guys. Uh, for my friends and associates that are currently on the Hot Rod Magazine Power Tour, which is taking place in Ohio, all the uh, participants and sponsors, uh, particularly Peter and uh, Randy Weaver, uh, all our SEMA Young Gun participants. Uh, give a shout out to uh, Bruce Beba, uh, East Partner. Got to check out their barbecue sauce. We talked about Arleo up in uh, AV and Zoom and Zoom Junior. Uh, shout out to Richard Finley, Nathan Hudo, uh, our guys from Arizona, uh, John Benet Ramsey, Joe Petralia, uh, Duran Bagwell, our buddy Dave, uh, the Green Hornet, Irving Payen, uh, Corona Irving, Glenn Morell, uh, Mark Maggio, uh, Scott Stebbins from Detroit, uh, Mini Bike Paul, D. Revis, Brad DeMoise, Anthony Calandro. In fact, I want to get Anthony on the podcast. I've been wanting to do that as well as uh, maybe uh, Zoom. So we'll get, we'll get an all-racer show on the next upcoming podcast. Shout out to uh, Mike Camp, uh, Home Alone. Had a chance to catch up with uh, uh, Vernell. Look forward to seeing him again. Tommy Z, my boy Rye down there, uh, as well as uh, Mike Camp, Team Campbell Automotive, and uh, Mike Spataro, all of our um, Team Campbell Automotive faithful. Thank you. It's been a little bit of a long one. Uh, it's been a little bit since we've done this i enjoyed it i hope you guys did as well the uh, program will be available on the facebook page as well as our youtube channel uh tell a friend will you like the stupid page because they tell us to tell you to do that i don't know do whatever the fuck you want to do on that just go check it out um okay. one last thing yes go ahead yeah these are write-outs that i do want to say is uh i do want to push out that the write-outs are are for that uh for us to be uh to be seen for us to have a spot to have actually ride because usually when we have, when we race or ride we get pushed out a lot i do want to have a secure spot for us to ride that would be that would be best so folks um if uh, you're listening and you heard that and you've got a suggestion let us know you know how to reach them you know how to reach me and um yeah uh, a safe environment a good time uh it's a culture and everybody wants to get home safe that's what it's all about everybody so you've been listening to joe's mini bike reunion podcast Looks like we snuck in a few more uh, folks that just joined us. Mark Edo, Jason, uh, Devin. Uh, we're at the end of the show tonight, folks. Go um, hang out with your loved ones. Have a beer. Do something. Have fun. Have a great rest of your week. Uh, Emmanuel uh, will uh, tell me, and I'll give you an update uh, sometime soon on our next podcast. We'll try to get it back to two times a month. And who knows, maybe from a live studio. Once again, you've been listening to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sembergandio, and we'll see you on the next episode of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Presented by Pioneer Car Electronics and sponsored by Studs Racing.
Minibike Show.